0: October is here and preseason continues to roll on. The stars fall for the first time to the Avs yesterday, but plenty of positives to dive into as the roster begins to take shape. Let's discuss next on Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans, and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every single day. It's a pleasure to be with you once again. I'm Joey Erickson, former producer of 105.3 The Fan and play-by-play voice of the Chippewa Steel. Welcome to the month of October. Hockey is here, and real meaningful hockey is right around the corner. A preseason, of course, continues to roll on. Lots of stuff to dive into here today as the stars played two more preseason games over the weekend once against the St. Louis Blues who will be their opening night opponent and then also the Colorado Avalanche yesterday where they fell in OT a couple of games went past 60 minutes over the weekend and the stars were able to win one and they fall for the first time yesterday to the abs but a lot of good things coming out of the past few games and tons to get into as the stars Just seemed to be really firing on all cylinders, and it's shaping up to be a wonderful season as Meaningful Hockey is right around the corner on October 12th. Hopefully everybody had a wonderful weekend. Glad to be with you again. Thank you so much for making this your first listen of the day. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. All righty, so let's go ahead and just jump right into it Uh, a bit about the weekend. The Stars. A big come behind victory against St. Louis on Saturday, four to three in that one. Jason Robertson buries the game winner as we've been very accustomed to seeing from number twenty one. And that view, the angle—if you haven't had a chance to see it—go on Twitter and find the gold the angle of Thomas Harley just feeding Robertson on the breakaway, and then he goes five hole to win it. And Kansas City was beautiful beautiful and it's good to see the stars get some ot victories of course because we know uh, all about their difficulties they had yesterday or i should say last season and yesterday uh to be a matter of fact and we'll discuss a, a bit about that later on uh in the podcast as well but the stars hard fought game yesterday against the abs they had the better squad we can be honest about that <laughs> it, it was no surprise and You'll hear this as preseason goes on with some of the home games. The away team usually doesn't always, you know, throw all their horses out there. The ads definitely had more of their horses, and uh, it was evident in the game. But a great gritty effort to to see the Stars come from behind and force the game to OT. Niels Lundqvist, a beautiful one-timer to uh, deliver the third goal of the night for the stars to push it into overtime. It was six on five, which is great to see too. Uh, Always nice to have some of those situations arise early on in the year. So you get some experience with it. And Niels Lundqvist is another guy that jumped out to me yesterday, had a really, really nice game. You can tell he's a bit more poised with the puck. You can tell he's a bit bigger. And he's just making the right plays as well. His outlet passes – 95% of them tape to tape. He's looking for the right options, and he's in position, too. Um, I I think there was a a ton of positives to take uh, away against the Avs, even in the loss. And, of course, it's preseason, so who really cares at the end of the day? But the offense continued to create chances. They got off to a really slow start. Uh, The Avalanche were the better team in the first period, of, of course. And they had their full top line and McKinnon, Rantanen, and Jonathan Drouin, who came over in the offseason, and uh, they were buzzing, and, <laughs> and those are the type of lines you're going to have to compete with on a night-in, night-out basis, but that's going to be one of the better lines uh, in all of the NHL. They were really, really fun to watch, and it was also a good task for guys like Logan Coven to face, and Maverick Bork, who really held their own. Stan Coven, especially in that OT period, which was a chaotic Overtime, which is just so, so fun to watch. So exciting to watch this, the track meet up and down. And Stankoven was, uh, you know, glued to McKinnon for the majority uh, of his overtime ice time. And McKinnon was trying to dance on him a few times. He did best him one time, but he didn't get it past the goaltender Gibson to finish it off. But Stankoven having to shadow McKinnon really held his own. He didn't look flustered. And of course, McKinnon is just one of the best players in the world. And when he gets dancing, it is hard to stay in front of him. And Stankoven was able to, you know, deter him a few times in that OT period uh, with that, with some help of uh, Christopher Gibson, uh, Gibson, who was in net, who took over for Wedgwood. Uh, that was another takeaway. I thought both goaltenders were excellent. <laughs> Wedgwood was really, really good, um, and so was Gibson. And uh, and they had to be in order for the, the stars to at least have a chance to come back. And eventually they they forced it to to OT, which was which was a, a nice see. But, uh, you know, we'll get into it a bit more in the next segment, but kind of what you expected from some guys. Right. Tyler Sagan was Tyler Sagan. Mason Marchment was Mason Marchment, made a few plays here and there. Uh, Lindell was OK. Uh didn't jump off the page to me. He was a little suspect in some points, but then again, nothing to scoff at. Uh, I think Niels Lundqvist was great. He was he was really fun to watch. I mean, the best line in it was probably Mel Bork, and Stankoven, uh, three of the young guys, which we're probably going to see uh, in the AHL at some point. That's probably going to be a, a popular line down in Cedar Park. So uh, good to see some of the young guys have tons of opportunities and they were creating chances. And uh, it was overall just a, I think a really, really exciting game at ball arena in Denver, Colorado. It seemed like it was going to be the revenge of all the former stars. <laughs> Riley Tufte opened the scoring. Uh, Olofsson got a, a power play goal. Kivi Ranta hit a pipe and had a couple Another other excellent chances. Uh, at some point I was like, all the former stars are going to score now. Um, so I, I'm sure they had a a bit of revenge and it was a big game for Tufty, not to get into it too much, but uh, I know he's fighting for a, a roster spot on the, on the fourth line there with, with Colorado and some of their guys. So, you know, some meaningful games for some of these guys, right. And it's important for, for certain guys to to continue to make a, a name for themselves. And um, uh, again, the young guys for Dallas, the ones that we expected to kind of stand out, they did. Um, Sagan looks really good, which is always very positive. Um, on the back end for Dallas, not a ton of guys to jump up and down about, really. Jordy Ben actually, I thought, had a, a pretty nice game, too. Um, and as mentioned, he, he, he's probably a guy that's going to stay in the AHL, and then he's an easy call-up for you, right, if you need to, to fill a void. Um, of course, you, you'd rather not, but um, a guy that has NHL experience, Big, tough. Um, I don't think you can go wrong with at least holding on to him. We'll see what what happens uh, in a few more games. But nobody else really really jumped out to me. I I thought the best player defensively was was Lundqvist, um, and that's another thing. It looks like he's going to take over on the power play for Ryan Suter, which I've been hinting at, and it seems like he's practicing there, which is good news and um, Everything he mentioned before training camp about being stronger, being more consistent, and being able to contribute uh, seems to be paying off, which is great to see. And he just let one rip uh, for the the game tire there at the end of the third period. I mean, teed it up and let a bazooka go past Georgiev uh, in net and uh, forced the game to to, uh, to overtime. Unfortunately, not able to get the win, but that OT was so, so fun to watch. And uh, unfortunately, I feel like you don't get a, a whole lot of those um, come regular season time because of possession and how imperative it is. But uh, that was so fun where it's just chance after chance, breakaway, breakaway, both goaltenders going save after save and... Uh, and eventually it ends up in the, in the back of your net. But uh, I, I, sometimes you get the, that chaos, of course, but a whole lot. It's, it's sometimes it's that one rush that some guy curls through neutral ice and then beats somebody and they score, which McKinnon tried to do multiple times. Um, but, but lots of lots of fun as they drop their first preseason game of the year. Um, but a big win against the, the Blues and another come from behind victory. Which is uh, always a good sign, right? And I think we've been accustomed to that in the last few seasons. The Stars have always been a, a team I think plays very, very well from behind. The unfortunate part is they played from behind too much. <laughs> and uh, playing catch up hockey will eventually catch up to you. And uh, it did, it, especially uh, a couple of seasons ago. Well, those are just a, a few quick thoughts. Uh, we'll continue to dive into some more and individual guys that I think. Uh, You had good nights and my take on maybe where they're going to fit in for this next season, because, you know, there's still some positions that are being battled for here, uh, namely that fourth line. So uh, we'll get into that uh, and some of the lineup shakes uh, in just a moment. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophies is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, Exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need and the pieces you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Back here on Locked on Stars. Always a pleasure to be with you. Thank you so much once again for all your support. So, so excited to uh, get hockey underway. October is finally here and the stars will be taking on the blues here in uh, 11 days now, or maybe 10. So uh, pretty incredible uh, and very, very excited to uh, see what lineup is going to be thrown out there on opening night. And that's where I kind of want to take this second segment here and see how everything's kind of shaping up. I'll start here. We're, it looks like the top three lines are pretty much made up, right? You're going to have Robertson Roberts and Hintz. We still haven't seen Hentz, unfortunately, with his injury. They say it's more cautionary than anything. Um, I'm not too concerned about it yet. I think he'll be there on opening night. Um, but that's has to be a cause for concern. We've seen Rope miss stretches. Uh, I don't believe he's played a full 82 in the NHL yet. He has a history of being a bit injury-prone, so uh, hopefully everything's going to be all right there. Of course, you have kind of your 2A, 2B line with Sagan, Marchment, and it looks like Duchesne's going to fit right in there nicely, and then Ben, Dodonov, and Johnston. And with Duchesne, excuse me, with Duchesne, uh, DeBoer seems very, very thrilled about what he's been able to do so far in training camp and kind of just fit like a glove with Sagan and Marchment. Because, um, there, of course, there's some concern about coming over in the offseason. Is he going to have a slow start? Marchment did not have a great year last season. He was came out of the, the blocks firing on all cylinders and then never really was able to sustain that. Uh, Joe Pavelski came over a few seasons ago, of course more notably, and had a really slow start getting acclimated to Dallas, which, I mean, come on, he played almost two decades in one place in San Jose. So uh, th- that was that was to be expected. And, of course, Duchesne's kind of done that already for the uh, – not the past few seasons, but in his career. So he's gone to Ottawa, and then he eventually – has found a home in Nashville for the the past few seasons as well. So I'm sure he's a little bit more accustomed to having to change locker rooms and find his way into the role, which I don't think the Stars locker room is hard to adjust to. You have too many leaders in there, too many veterans that just get it and Duchesne gets it as well. They're all there for the same goal and he's fit like a glove, which is nice. But I guess really where I wanted to kind of shape this conversation was that fourth line, right? Still has, Some, I I guess, positions or still has some openings that people are battling for, right? Uh, With Foxa, you have Delandria, Craig Smith, and Sam Steele, who you brought in in the offseason. Somebody's going to kind of be the odd man out. Um, If I had to guess, you're probably going to have Delandria, Foxa, um, I would probably say Craig Smith uh, to, to start on your fourth line, but there's Possibilities for that to kind of change, and Delandria touched on it too, uh, you know, a few days ago uh, about how you got to continue to battle. And DeBoer probably is going to ride the hot hand most of the time, and he wants guys that are going to chip in offensively. I mean, that's been a theme of training camp. They like their depth last year, but they want more. They want all four lines rolling. So I think Delandria is a great candidate for that. Uh, candidate for that. He finished the season strong uh, against Vegas. And, you know, I think he does have some fringe top six abilities. Can he do that consistently enough is the question. But uh, I think he's an excellent fourth line role player. And I think that's kind of where his bread and butter is going to be anyways. I think he's third line kind of center, uh, fourth line guy that can really chip in offensively because I just think that's the type of role that his ability is going to really flourish in, right? Uh, I, I think that's where he can flourish, and I think it'll be a good, a good spot for him. But a guy like Sam Steele, um, who, who I think is is going to be a big contributor this season, he's a good penalty killer. Um, you know, not a big size, kind of like your Kiwi Ranta guy that I think can pop into the lineup and, and play good minutes for you. I don't know if he's going to be every day. He might be one of the odd men out, of course. And I guess that's where it brings you to the Logan Stankoven and the Maverick Bork situation. Are those guys going to jump in and take a spot? Right. Here's, here's my take on Stankoven now Uh, because phenomenal player, you can see it and he can, he, he can play with the best of them. It, it, it seems that he can where I think, Stan Coven should start as in the AHL, and I don't want to be the, the grumpy old, like, oh, we need veterans to play in the experience. But he's 20 years old. He's coming from the WHL. Very different style of play. Of course, his upside is there. Why not have him start in Cedar Park, let him play 40 games, 50 games, and reevaluate from there? If he's lighting it up, I mean, by all means, bring the guy up. But let him play a year of professional hockey down in the AHL. See where he stands after that. Don't bring him up if he's going to be in and out of the lineup, which I don't think they were going to do anyways. But, you know, you don't want him to – you don't want to shatter his confidence where he plays for two games and the scratch for five type of situation, which, like I said, I don't think they would do that anyways. They'd rather him be playing meaningful games. Uh, It's a great organization, of course, in Texas. They breed winning. That's what they foster. The development's been there. Let him play 30 or 40 games, uh, half a season at least, of his first year in professional hockey, and and, and go for there. Uh, go from there. I, I, I don't think that's going to stunt him at all, and I know we're really banging on the, the door to bring him up because we want the young talent to be there, and, and I understand, especially with the way young talent can succeed in today's game. I mean, Bedard's going to be playing every day, but that's a whole different situation over in Chicago. And I love to see him. He made a play like the beginning of the second period from his own circle. And McKinnon was coming after him and he just danced around him. And then he made an outlet pass and they were out of their zone. And and that's the type of play that I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. He, he, he's he got it. He understands the game, but I, I think let him play in the AHL first. And I would say the same thing for Bork and, I know Bork's a, another different situation and, and things like that. But I, I think he, let him have a almost a season and, and go from there. Kind of like the Tom, Thomas Harley situation. Um, he already looks the part, but let him continue to find his way, find his game a bit at the professional level. And, you know, see if you can slide him in somewhere midway through the season and uh, he'll, he'll probably thrive. And as Pete DeBoer said, I don't think he's worried about him. He thinks he's going to be a great NHL player for a long time, and I do as well. It's so, so exciting to uh, see him just progress and to watch him yesterday. I get it, it's a preseason game, but McKinnon's not – there's no such thing as McKinnon going 80%. That guy's going full bore every time, and uh, he was galloping down the ice and just watching Stan cope and stay with him and staying in stride and not just being completely lost out there. Very, very, very good signs from Stan That's kind of where I stand on there. And I I don't want to be kind of like the hater, I guess, (laughs) Uh, to to not want him to to play at the NHL level. I just think with some of the depth the Stars do have, and there's no reason to rush him and have him lose confidence and certain things like that. I'm I'm sure he's a a grown up, but, um, you know, 20 years old. Still got a lot to learn, and uh, it'll be fun to to watch him uh, in a Dallas Stars uniform for years to come. And it may be this season, okay? I'm, I'm not ruling that out. I'm not saying to not bring him up. Uh, just let him get some experience down in Cedar Park and go from there. Uh, and I think the Stars will be in very, very good uh, 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 good condition. Uh, all righty. I could ramble about him for a while, so <laughs> let's uh, uh, we'll, we'll take a break. And in just a moment, we'll come back and we'll discuss some of the OT situations and kind of the theme of what's been going on there in some three-on-three hockey. And we'll do that in just a moment. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our partner, AG1. AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement. That supports whole body health. You can take it in the morning before your workout. It'll make you feel unstoppable. It gives you energy. You don't have to take a ton of different pills and vitamins. It's just the one serving. And that's all you need. It's one supplement and you get the great taste in the process as well. All great athletes have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies, and it's a huge part with optimizing your whole body health. 75 high-quality ingredients that give you key daily nutrients and supports energy, focus, strength, and clarity. That's what AG1 does. If a comprehensive solution is what you need, From the supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and buy free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Check it out. All righty. Let's wrap up today's episode of Locked On Stars. Once again, thank you so much for making this podcast your first listen of the day. Uh, some exciting news as well. And to keep an eye out for, I'll be doing a recording with, uh, or not a recording. I guess I should say a crossover with Locked On Predators. So I'm very excited to uh, do another one of those crossovers. If you have not checked out the one last week I did with uh, Locked On Wild, that was very, very fun. So we'll we'll talk about the Predators, and I'm sure we'll get into a bit of Matt Duchene talk, who came over from the Preds in this off season. Okay, let's uh, – I don't want to spend a whole ton of time on this, but I I think it's something to definitely talk about because they were just horrific at it last year <laughs> in the overtime. Um, and it seems to be another theme kind of, of preseason and training camp for Pete DeBoer is they want to get better in OT, um, which is important. Look, if the Stars win three or four more – of their overtime games last season, they win the division comfortably against Colorado. Even with Colorado having an excellent finish to the season, they lost by one point. You pick up three or four, five points from the like 25 overtime games. I'm being facetious, but from the, the million of overtime games they played, they win the division and then they ho- have home ice advantage. Um, they were eight and 14 last season and they just could really never figure it out. And at one point, you don't really know what to say because the personnel's there, it seems like they've tried everything besides just have Ottinger skate out at this point. Uh, Maybe just pull Ottinger every time now. But, but you you know, you have Miro on the back end, which makes tons of sense. And then you can just kind of go with whoever. put Pavelski, Robertson out there, important to win the faceoff have Ropey and Robertson you can do just the top line Sagan and Ben and Miro <laughs> it's like yeah I mean there's so many combinations and it it just it never really seemed to, to fall into place for them it, and also overtime I think is one of those things too where it, it just kind of flip-flops season to season right because the previous year they were 15 and 6 and that was the reason they got into the playoffs so And they didn't have as good as personnel (laughs) uh, as they did that year. So it's kind of mind-boggling to me. Um, And you don't know, is it really just a mindset thing? Because I think it, it does wear on you. And I think it wore on Jake Ottinger as the season went on too, where you constantly leave the game losing on the last shot. And, of course, sometimes the goalie just has to stand up and make that stop. Easier said than done, of course, with all the open ice, and you're getting the best usually in three-on-three. The bench really shortens uh, in in OT, so I I think it would wear on guys. It just feels like the last shot wins, and you're on the the bad end every single time, Uh, and there was talk, of course, last season about being more patient, right? Not trying to force the issue and that would cause some mistakes sometimes ended up in the back of your net. Um, You know, I don't know how they fix it really because uh, of course they have the the talent. I mean, that's not the issue. So at some point, you just got to have your dogs to be dogs, so to speak. Right. And somehow, somehow put it away. Um, And it's one of those things too. I wasn't concerned about in the regular season, but then it carried over in the playoffs it's almost three-on-three, three, totally different game. And next thing you know, Stars couldn't buy an OT victory until it was really too late uh, against Vegas, and the series was pretty much all but over at that point. Um, so it seems to be a, a big concern uh, for the coaching staff, and they want to to make it right, which is good. And it was nice to see, of course, Robertson bury one against St. Louis the other day uh, for the win. So good signs, of course, but, uh, again, can we do it when it really matters? So we'll we'll continue to kind of uh, see, see how that plays out. Uh, It reminds me of kind of the NFL talk, right? When you play in close games, it seems like one season you lose all those one score games and then the very next you win them all. It just seems to kind of even out. Right. So, um, but they'll have a, a bit more mobile defense crew. It looks like this year too, having Harley and, and Lundquist. So those will be other options besides Miro, because there's some points where Miro would play the entire, like two minutes of the third period. So the doesn't want to put him out there for the start of OT to give him a breather and they get scored on the first shift. And it's like, why didn't you start Miro? Well, he just played 27 minutes. <laughs> so uh, I would love to use him too, but, uh, like, come on! Someone else has got to carry the load for you know a shift uh, in in three on three. So uh, with Lundqvist and Harley, that may give them a, a different dynamic, um, especially with Harley and his passing ability. Uh, and you got to be able to stretch the ice and, and just get those breaks uh, when there's that defensive breakdown. You got to take your opportunity and deliver. But uh, you know, at some point, right? It's you, you got to put the puck in the back of the net. So uh, we'll see how. We'll see how overtime plays out for the Stars in the upcoming year, 8-14 and last season. I'm telling you, if you win four or five of those games, you you win the division. Uh, Every point matters, and sometimes it's the difference between you making the playoffs or not. Hopefully, that will not be the case. They should be comfortably in the conversation. All righty. Well, that'll wrap up today's episode of Locked on Stars. Excited to be back for another week. Uh, what, a, what a weekend of hockey. It, it was fun to finally get to watch the stars too, like get your eyes on them with it being televised. They got one more uh, that'll be on, I believe on Valley upcoming too. So it, it, it was just nice to see some guys kind of, you know, in your pupils for the first time and uh, and, and watch some hockey again. So always, always a, a good time. Plenty of more things to come and the roster continues to shape up. Uh, and uh, we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. It's, It's right around the corner. So that'll do it for today's episode of Locked On Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Joey Erickson. Thank you so much for joining me. Make sure to stay tuned for tomorrow. We'll be back doing some more Stars Talk. So that'll do it for today. So long, Stars fans.